Welcome to the Flourish Podcast. Thank you for joining us for this episode as we learn, grow, and flourish together as a community of women. Hi, this is Penny. Thank you so much for joining us today for this podcast. Well, we wrapped up our acronym for relating to our adult children, and we added one week to talk with my one of my daughters and with my daughter-in-laws last time. But since so many people have told me how much that encouraged them, I thought I'd take the opportunity to talk to my three sons, Benaya, Nathan, and Daniel, who are all here tonight. So say hi, guys. Hello. Hello. <laughs> okay, so I thought I'd ask them some questions that might be helpful to all of you. And uh, I know many of you told me that you know, you're really, your heart is to really be close to your kids, to your sons and your daughters, and sometimes that's a little bit challenging. So these guys are all wonderful, wonderful sons, and they're all very smart, and I thought they would have some good insight for you. So I'm just going to ask them some questions and let them answer as, as they feel uh, capable. <laughs> okay, so as sons, what are the things you are looking for in a healthy and good relationship with your moms or your parents out there? Who wants to go first? Um, I mean, I think the number one thing is relating as adults when we're adults. Um, so making that transition to being, you know, on the same level, understanding that our families, um, you know, have our own things going on and we, um, you know, respect and, and, and all that kind of stuff, but still, um, you know, you're my mom, you still make me a sandwich when I come over or yeah, that, yeah. that interesting, uh, balance of, yeah. we're both adults, but you're still my mom. Right. Um, I also think a big thing, which is, can get a little bit dicey, is that as guys, we have a, a, a really, typically a relational, uh, dynamic where we're joking and we're fun and we're, you know, mocking sometimes yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I don't think that that's always good, but being able to take a little bit of that and still want to be around us or it'd be okay if we're, you know, joking about whatever um, and, you know, the football games in the background and that not be like a totally environment that you don't want to be in, that you're still willing to hang out and kind of just deal with us where we're in our own kind of normal dynamic. So I think that um, that's important. That's not like this very... um, you know, stiff mother son stale relationship, but we're able to, you know, goof around, goof around, be guys and still be with you in that environment, hang out with you and all that kind of stuff. Well, I mean, all three of you guys are funny and uh, have a great sense of humor and they are big teasers. So I try to roll with that when I can, (laughs) but what do you guys think? What are you looking for in a really strong... I mean, we. I feel like we spend a good bit of time together, all of us. You know, I, two of my sons here, Benaya and Nathan, live on the same five-acre property that we do. So we see them a lot, see their kids a lot. So Daniel lives two miles away, <laughs> so we see all of them a lot. So what are you looking for, Anna? Um, I mean, pretty much what he alluded to, I think friendship would be at the core of it transitioning to that role as you get older but it is different in the sense like you said that you are my mom so it's not like a friendship like me and Nathan would have or me and Benaya you're still my mom and same with dad there's still this you know I really honor you guys and there's still a lot of you know wisdom and and influence so it's, it's different in that regard but you know 
that's that's pretty much covered the basis, I think. Yeah. So transitioning to where obviously you're no longer any kind of authority. I'm not a, an authority figure in you guys' life at all. No, I'm a still, friend now. I still desire the wisdom and the counsel that you and dad have, which is, you know, different than I would have with a, you know, friend my age or something. So it's still obviously a very different relationship, but yeah, the core of it is more of a, more of a friendship. Yeah. Well, we're very blessed in that, that, you know, our kids and even our sons are open to the things that we have to share with them a lot. And I think that's pretty amazing, but how about you, Nye? Got any thoughts on that? What are you looking for in a good relationship? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think there's He's so, the many, comedian so in the group. many different ways to say the same thing. I mean, I mean I'm mean, i on board with what the other guy said, you know, just uh, being, being more of equal and less of an authoritarian and um, being able to relate. And then obviously when you bring kids into the mix too, uh, I think that naturally, and grandkids, that naturally lends itself to have more opportunity to grow close, you know, as a parent, the biggest, uh, the thing that makes me happiest is seeing, seeing other, other people treat my kids well, you know? And so obviously you and dad are, are super great at that. And so I think just naturally when, when you guys are around the kids and are, are investing in them, it's, it's, uh, it, it, even, even if we were to have an issue, which we don't, I could almost set that aside and, and, and grow our relationship just by how you're treating my kids. Mm -hmm. So that's obviously very important as we loving your kids, showing attention to them, make sure that they know how valuable they are to us. Now, some of these are somewhat redundant, so you don't have to feel like you need to re-answer, but this next question is similar, but how can a parent honor your leadership as, as a man, two of you guys are husbands and fathers your leadership and your boundaries and still have a positive influence in your life. Cause I know a lot of parents out there, you know, I don't have this situation with you guys at all, but some are concerned about their kids, about decisions they're making or that type of thing. So how did that parent honor your boundaries, your leadership, all that type of thing, but still perhaps have some kind of positive influence or, or share something. How, what's the best way to do that? Um, for me, I think as guys, you know, we're, we're more aware of and sensitive to the idea of respect and especially in public settings. So for me, the key to that would just to be privacy and one-on-one -on -one communication. You know, if I feel like, um, you know, you want to have an influence on my life and you're, I think that needs to be in one-on-one -on -one occasions. You know, if uh -huh. I feel like we're in family settings or friend settings or whatever and there's comments or, or things that I perceive as little shots taken that I might I might feel are disrespectful in front of other people yeah that's gonna um, you know shut me down pretty much immediately whereas you know if we're watching a ball game together one-on-one -on -one, e even not with your other siblings I mean literally one-on-one -on -one, you're watching a ball game or you go to breakfast or whatever and you know at that time I think you have the most opportunity at least at least for me and I think for a lot of guys to, you know, talk about real life things and yeah. maybe, uh, you know, have some influence. Like to me, even sometimes that you got to be careful of. Like I don't readily go around and say, hey, let me tell you what I think you need to do about your life. You know, I, yeah. I think there's a lot of caution involved even in that. So, I don't well, know. yeah, I don't, I don't think you just, I don't think you just sit down for breakfast and start launching into things you think they should do about their life. You know, I mm -hmm. think. It you know like everything it stems from a relationship. You you're you're asking questions. You're right. hey, what do you think about this? Hey, right. I noticed this. What are your thoughts about that? Right. And then as as we as the children start to 
talk about those subjects, I think it's a little more natural for you to be able to, you know, chime in and maybe give some uh, of your opinion um, on the subject. I, I think you're very good at that, being, you know, uh, un- non-invasive about our lives. But <clears throat> but if you're worried about something, you can have a real conversation about it. Um, I think you you've built that over time in a, in a lot of different ways. One way is just like you ask me my opinion about things, right. you know, yeah, we're, sure. it's not just like a one way street in terms of how we communicate or, or share things back and forth. You might say, Hey, Nate, I was talking to dad. We were with this. What, what do you think about that? So now I know like, okay, you're not just here to tell me all, all of your opinions and beliefs. We're right, right. sharing and, we're and have a, yeah, a beneficial relationship. Um, one thing I was going to say about what Benaya said on the, jumping in situation again not really something that i think has ever been a thing in our lives but i will say when it comes to kids it's more sensitive so like if we were all in a group and you said hey nate be be nice to your sister i would like like oh you know like i wouldn't love like you commenting on that but not a big deal but if you like made a comment about one of my kids kind of bypassing me that would that would rub me the wrong way a lot more than something directed at me and how about even like when me or dad or someone, not that we do this, but would just kind of correct your kids over top of you or just kind of, like you said, bypass or whatever and just kind of come in and take a little more authority even than you. That doesn't fly well, right? Yeah, like like presenting authority to me in this stage of life I don't think is typically appropriate, but it, it wouldn't probably bother me as much as... Mm-hmm bypassing me with my children because yeah, just kind of take it over of many reasons the disrespect all of that but also just of, of like you know the context you don't maybe know what's going on at home with them and i right. do that, all that kind of stuff right right any thoughts to you on that um the, the respect thing was the first thing that jumped into my mind as well just as a man that's obviously a major factor and uh i think obviously at this stage you're not gonna gain influence by having any sort of heavy-handed approach to anything so if you want to have influence, it's got to be through, you know, trust and all these different things. So, I mean, maybe that means having a specific conversation about boundaries and yeah. they straight up tell you, I don't want your influence or input right. on this. Right. And you, you just have to kind of back off of that line and honor that line mm-hmm. or, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be fruitless. So yeah, as dad would say, you only have the authority someone gives you. That's true. That's true. What The first point I talked about in this whole series was R, which stands for respect, their autonomy and boundaries. And I said, that was a hard thing for me to learn because I thought I had all this equity and even when some of my kids were 20 years old, I thought I could just tell them what they should do, even morally. And it was a hard lesson for me to learn just to step back and say, I don't have that role anymore. That's not my role in their life. I am now a, more of a peer, a friend, uh, an encourager, whatever, a cheerleader. So, um, I do think influence out of the blue, like just coming coming in and trying to exert influence is a really bad strategy. If I think if you want for some reason you think that your child needs influence in some way then that's like a six-month plan like start inviting them to dinner and not right. have that conversation right show right. up at their right at their house and and volunteer to watch their kids and let them go on a date like like equity yeah build the equity relationally for someone who just comes from a distance and wants to exert influences i mean i don't think anyone no responds well to that no i agree i'm a big believer in equity in any relationship you build equity, and that's how you have influence. People learn to trust you and know that you have their best interest in mind. So, 
Um, one question, this came up at the women's conference. Some parents feel obsolete in regard to their adult children. How important is the role of parents in your lives at this stage of your life? Um, still very important, obviously, for me anyways. Um, you know, our friendship, like I mentioned earlier, means a ton to me. And I still want you and dad's you know, wisdom and guidance and your influence in my life has been enormously important. So I don't think the value of that, you know, changes, obviously, when you become an adult. Right. The value of your influence and your friendship is, you know, that'll always be very important to me. Yeah, and you're in, in acceptance and approval too, right? So even though we're, we're grown men and Nathan and I have kids and families, like you still, uh, you know, never want to feel like your parents uh, are, you know, aren't proud of you or, or, or think that you're messing up or doing the wrong thing, you know? So um, I think uh, it's extremely important for us to have parents in our life, not just for us and for our kids to have that family unit with, with grandkids and things. And, um, you know, I, I think about you and dad every day, you know, still talk, still talk to you guys a lot, obviously live a couple houses down. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, you know, for me, I think it's critical. And I think probably, any any child out there that maybe is far from their parents and maybe is presenting that they don't care, you know, that's probably, um, you know, a defense mechanism or a front of some sort. And uh, I think the only way really to to chip away at that is is to Nate's point is to six month plan it, yeah. have no expectations, just invest, 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 and show that you're there not not to get something out of it, but that you just you are proud of them and support them. And, um, you know, even, even if, even if they're not always making the right decisions, right. you know, right. um, I think, I think you'll never have the opportunity to, to maybe help correct those decisions or help steer the path unless you put in the work on the front end. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, very important. Obviously we all desperately wanted you to move here with us and be our neighbor. So that kind of puts into that's precious. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, how much we care in different ways. I mean, you are one of my best friends, my favorite people to talk to, hang out with you, goof around with you, spend time with you and around the kids. And dad, you know, the same, but more like he's still the first guy I call when my car breaks down right. not, or right. I have a, right. you know, insurance question or whatever. It's still, he knows a lot of things. So, yeah, so it's a little bit different. I mean, we're both relational, but that's, right. you know. That's One thing Jenna said that struck some people was that as parents, we need to be the kind of people that rather than add stress to our kids, we're like a safe place. We're like a refuge, a comforting place. Not, She said it, in this time of life when we're raising kids and life is stressful and hectic and all that, if you have a parent that is like either overbearing or harsh or critical, she said you shun, you want to step back from them. You don't want to be around them. But if you have a parent that like just embraces you and is warm, helpful, encouraging, then you build that equity, obviously, by that relational dynamic. Yeah. Um, just a couple more things. As a man, what makes you feel honored, respected, and esteemed by maybe maybe just even to say your mom? What what makes you really feel honored and esteemed by your mom? I mean, this is this is going to sound redundant and cliche. I think the you know respecting the autonomy. Treating us like adults, like I said, like, you know, the fact that you would ask for my opinion just as easily as I would ask for your opinion lets, lets me know that, you know, you respect me as an adult, as, as a, you know, a separate entity and all of that. Um, as far as honoring, I mean, I think 
it's it's relational honoring. It's you're, you know you're not my wife. You're not doing like these servant hearted things around the house to honor, but you you know you treat me like an adult, and the way you speak to me is you know always kind. You're not you know you're beyond the mom face. You're not right. nagging at me to do like that. Right. You're yeah. I mean, honoring and respectful of of me as an adult is probably the the biggest thing. I. I I know it's very redundant, but yeah, if you have a better answer. I mean, mine would be similar. Uh, just you know, willing to hear my perspective when we talk. I feel like I'm being spoken to as a peer, not your child anymore. My right. ideas are just as valid as yours, and you you honor and, and carefully you know think about what I'm saying, and and whether we're talking about some family thing or debating you know Trump yeah. or uh, <laughs> whatever it is. And we do that a lot. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like, you know, you really validate my thoughts and I feel like I'm having an intelligent conversation with, with a peer and not, I'm not your small child, you know. I think that's so important that parents learn how to step back and respect your kids. Like, not all my kids are doing exactly what I planned for them or thought they would do when they grew up. They, they've, you know, made some detours. But... My heart is to still be a cheerleader and to be a friend and to encourage to be, yes, I want to influence, but not by coercion, just by equity and by relationship. And and I think that, you know, you obviously always speak very highly of all of us and that's important. I don't think you outgrow your desire to be, you know, have your parents approval. That, That never goes away. So Yeah. You're not gossiping with our wives about us and how, how bad we are. You're, you're, you know, encouraging. You're still on our on our team. Uh, it does kind of go back to what Jenna said. Like no one, no one wants to feel like, as especially like a man, a grown man who has kids. Like, you know, my parents are these disappointed on high people. Like that's the opposite of honoring to like yeah, feel yeah. a look down. Yeah. Oh, uh, I'm I'm unhappy with you. Like that's not you know that's not the relationship you want, especially as a man. You want. Hey, we might disagree on some things, but right. I respect you. You know, right. you're you're an adult. You've got your own thing. And to be honest, probably some of the things that you might be disappointed about or want them to do differently, they're aware of too. Sure, you know, they're not likely completely uh, oblivious to it either. Sure. Any closing remarks? I so much appreciate you guys doing this with me because I honestly I think you're three of the greatest sons ever i'm so proud of these guys at least one of us <laughs> i mean when they really cut loose they're pretty crazy you didn't get to see see that part of them tonight but they're they're pretty hilarious so <laughs> I, I just think to, to nate's last point there um you know i think you in particular the way you've been able to straddle the line of not compromising what you believe in and your worldview and, and your Christianity at all while still being totally open and loving and accepting to maybe, you know, certain family members that just aren't doing what you envision for their life. You know, to Nate's point, I don't think they obviously know as a parent, you know, actions speak louder than words. They can see you living that lifestyle. So it's not, you know, you, you sitting down and confronting them about X, Y, Z issue it, it, it's not like news flash breaking information to them that that's your opinion on right. that subject. Right. You know, they, they, they probably already know how you feel about that subject. Right. And, um, so, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna probably be better off, um, 
you know, just, just biding your time and waiting for them to come to you. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Pastor, our pastor always says it's not our responsibility to lead people to Christ. It's our responsibility to love people to Christ. That's one of his quotes on a, on a regular basis. So anybody else? We're close. Do you got any parting words? Does stabbing your small chun's ball with a knife, does that count <laughs> as loving them for Christ? I just want a little clarification. Go ahead. That. Tell the story. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, how old was I, do you think? Oh, I don't know. 11? Was I that old? Maybe 10. I don't know. Oh, well, classic penny story. Uh, impossible for many of you to believe, I'm sure, based <laughs> on uh, you know how you know her. But... Uh, <laughs> You know, we're running around the house, it's a typical busy day, eight kids, you know, chaos all over the place. I have a basketball, pretty new basketball, I think, maybe I got for a birthday or Christmas or something, and I am, you know, just really pushing the envelope with bouncing it in the kitchen and making noise while you're trying to do other things, and of course, I get several warnings, and, and I, uh, <laughs> which I which I don't listen to, until finally, uh, you know, my mom comes over in a in a in a fit of you know fury grabs the basketball takes it over to the kitchen island and just gets out a steak knife and punctures it to death <laughs> so uh right in front of my poor eyes i was horrified and uh, uh needless to say i didn't bounce the basketball anyway that wasn't the norm though you know i didn't normally go around stabbing your toys or anything that just happened to be one rare incident where <laughs> right d <laughs> Even someone as much of a saint as you has, has their limits. Oh, God. Well, when you're raising eight kids, it can get a little chaotic at times, and they all had their little moments, even though they were they were pretty awesome kids. But yeah. well, I mean, <clears throat> it's it's important to say that all the stuff that we're talking about now, in terms of the equity that you have, and it started then. I mean, if you were, you know. Uh, oblivious then or out, out to lunch or whatever, like you would have had so much more ground to make up yeah. as adults. It, it started the fact that you were a great mom to us when we were kids and you were a mom. You didn't pretend to be anything but our mom. And you made that transition very effectively in a way that still honored us and respected us. But we still feel like you're, you're our mom. We love you. We want your influence. We want your friendship. Um, but we don't feel anything um, you know, oppressive or awkward influence or anything yeah. like that. And I think that's, you know, that's the key. Well, I appreciate you guys being on the podcast very much. Like I said, it's obvious that I have three amazing sons, Benaya, Nathan, and Daniel, and I'm very proud of them and love them a lot. And thank you for joining us and see you next time. I love you all. Thanks for listening to the Flourish podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode and share it with your friends. For more information about Flourish, our annual conference, or to join our community of women, visit nrpflourish.com. See you next time.